I don't wanna be the boy that runs in the back I don't wanna be the kid that falls in the dark All I really want to be is the guy that gets that girl Welcome to the AJ Steele Show We discuss politics, sex, money, and everything in between And now, here's your host, an immigrant a self-made millionaire, an American, A.J. Steele. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the AJ Steele Show. A couple of weeks ago, one of my daughters took a few days off from her university studies in Utah, and she flew to Los Angeles to visit some of her friends and to enjoy some of that wonderful Southern California sunshine. And while she was enjoying some free time in Beverly Hills, she heard of the horrific terror attack in Israel, and she decided to go to a rally in support of Israel. And so she called me up and told me that she felt compelled to go and that she asked some of her friends who were Jewish to go along with her, but all of them chickened out. Apparently, they were all too scared to go there because of all the violence from the Islamist immigrants that we brought here to America and the anti-Semitic lefties, the BLM and Antifa types who live right here in California. My first thought was to tell her not to go because I love her more than anything and I'd never want anyone to hurt her. But my second thought was, wow, What a great person my wife and I raised. She is someone who dares to stand up for what's right despite the danger and despite the consequences. She's just incredible. And so she ended up going to that rally and she stood up for her principles. And she even got interviewed by a couple of local TV stations and a few major networks. And then she headed home. I was so proud of her for standing her ground. And later on, she called me again. And I asked her about their rally, and she told me something very curious. She said that she overheard two elderly Jewish women talking to each other. They were saying that the world has changed so much in the past couple of years. They were complaining that everything is so expensive. And then they were talking about how heartbroken they were over the danger that Israel is in and how they couldn't understand how is it that Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah just keep getting stronger and stronger, and no one does a single thing about it. And then one of those lovely Beverly Hills Jewish ladies said to the other one, I don't know about you, but I'm still voting for Biden. Are you? And the other genius, the lady who just finished complaining about how awful things have become in the past two years, answered, of course I'll vote for Joe Biden. My entire family always votes Democrat. My friends, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But you see, just today, Just today, Lucifer himself, the great Muslim mullah, Barack Obama, had to sling another arrow into the body of the Jewish state who's barely clinging to life. He said that the fact that Israel is daring to defend itself was liable to further harden Palestinian attitudes for generations. Harden Palestinian attitudes for generations. Let's see. They already burned whole families alive. They decapitated children and they raped young women both living and dead, I might add. 
And they keep chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Which means that each and every Jew in Israel will be murdered if they only get their way. How much more does Obama think that the Palestinian attitudes can harden? But that's okay. I'm sure those two Jewish yentas that my daughter overheard at the rally, just like millions of white Americans who support Black Lives Matter, would probably still vote for this devil incarnate, this Manchurian president who's always hated Jewish and white people with all of his might. But you know what, though? At least he didn't tweet mean things like Donald Trump. Albert Einstein, a Jew who actually had a working brain, once said, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Look, I'm really sorry to say this, but these so-called Jewish liberals with their incessant self-loathing and their progressive buddies, their soulmates who've been obsessed with their white savior complex, are way past the insanity stage. At this point, they should be psychiatrically diagnosed as suicidal because that's exactly what they are, suicidal. There's just no other explanation for it. And now that I got that off my chest, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this show. My dear listeners, over the past few weeks, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the horrible massacre of 1,400 innocent Israelis. And I really did my best to try to make some kind of sense out of it all. After all, the human brain is designed to rationalize things. We have an intrinsic need to put things in order and to provide perspective. But to be honest, I just couldn't do that with this tragedy. I'm still feeling extremely sad and rattled and very afraid for the people of Israel, many of whom happen to be family members and friends. I honestly haven't felt this type of sorrow since that early September morning in 2001 when I went to work and watched those two planes slam into the towers in New York. I never forgot that feeling of chaos and helplessness that I felt that day. And the sense of inconsolable dread that we all felt for those poor people who died and for the grieving families. I still remember that general sense that I had that America was ending. And in many ways, the old America, which felt safe and prosperous within its own borders, it did end that day. Well, I felt the exact same way on Saturday, October 7th, 2023. These vile Palestinian terrorists they reopened the wound of 9-11 in my heart. But it wasn't only 9-11. It was also the wound of the Holocaust. A scar which I carried with me for as long as I can remember. You see, I grew up with grandparents who survived the Holocaust and imprinted it on my soul in ways that no fully sane human being could ever fully understand. And then after hearing that the Hamas-ISIS subhumans which are wholeheartedly supported by the so-called Palestinian civilians, went into peaceful Israeli communities and raped young girls and dismembered living children in front of their helpless mothers and fathers and burned babies alive. I tried to make sense of it all because my brain just couldn't process this level of savagery. I am absolutely aware of the fact that Muslims have done this kind of thing in the past, and not just to Jews, but to Christians too. Look, I know all about the Muslim-Turkish genocide of a million and a half Armenians. And I know all about the Muslim massacres of Jews in the 1920s. Believe me, I read about all of these horrors in history books. But what Hamas just did happened in real life, in real color, in 2023. Not in some faded yellowing photos from the early 1900s or some old black and white movies from 1945. 
These victims were very real. They were real everyday people who loved their families and lived their lives complete with joys and hardships and celebrations and sadness, just like you and I. I know their lives meant nothing to those Islamo-Nazis, these 7th century barbarians. But those people and their families and their children, whom they butchered without any mercy, they were just like us, just like our wives and grandparents and babies, human beings. How did God allow for all of this to happen? How did he? Religious people will find answers in the scriptures and they will say that it was God's will and God has a plan. And on the other side, folks who don't believe in God will feel absolutely vindicated. After all, they would say, if God really did exist, none of this would have happened. But my question to all of them, religious or non-religious, my question is, who do we turn to in these dark times if we don't have God? I don't think TikTok or Facebook or even Twitter will do the job. And then after questioning God, I started feeling very angry. Angry at the Islamists and all of their enablers in the West. And you know who I'm talking about. The same wonderful progressives who hate Christianity and Donald Trump and anything that was traditional and beautiful and special about America. The same foolish cowards who've been deluded enough to believe that kissing up to terrorists like Hamas or ISIS or even Iran might save their own little sorry lives. I was very angry at first, and then my anger turned to hatred. And then I thought to myself, why is it that we're not allowed to hate people who take pleasure in murdering our kids and grandkids? Why is it that we in the West have to constantly mute our emotions and blunt our natural instincts? In the Jewish Talmud, it says, if someone comes to kill you, rise up and kill him first. The Bible talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But in many ways, and much to our detriment, we refuse to live by those ancient rules for survival. I guess we figured we know a lot better. Have we become so soft and impotent that we'd rather let our daughters get raped and murdered and our children burned alive than fight back? Have we been so indoctrinated to be so well-behaved to the point that we've completely forsaken our survival instinct? After all, why have we allowed and continue to allow these third-world savages right into our nation? Why did we welcome them with open arms? We've allowed them to teach our kids in school and to work in government and healthcare and in our newspapers. For heaven's sake, we even allowed them to run for Congress. And all the while, while our very own government and the vile lying media keeps telling us about the benefits of diversity and telling us how great these Islamist cutthroats are. But they never ever miss an opportunity to bash real Americans. You see, the longer I live, the more I realize that this world is a very ugly place. And that life on this vicious little planet of ours, this dog-eat-dog -dog world, always follows one simple basic rule. Kill or be killed. Like it or not, it's the law of nature. Survival of the fittest is the only game in town. And no amount of rainbow flags and heart emojis and coexist bumper stickers will ever change any of that. 1,400 Israelis just learned that lesson. And it behooves us to learn that same lesson before we're forced to learn it while staring at the end of the barrel. Look, I am not a hateful man, 
but today my heart is full of hatred. And don't talk to me about peace and love. And don't tell me about turning the other cheek. Tell that to the savages as they come to murder your family. Tell it to the Islamist subhumans whose only mission in life is to take away ours. I'm really starting to realize that the concept of hate is underrated. Hate can be bad and it can be debilitating, but it isn't always wrong. Sometimes it's even necessary. In many ways, we've minimized it and we swept it under the rug at our own peril. It's okay to hate our enemies. It's okay and actually preferable to go to war with hatred in our hearts. It's okay to annihilate the forces of darkness with zero mercy. Today, I only feel two things in my heart. I feel a great hatred and I feel an even greater resolve. And please don't try to talk me out of either. My family's future depends on it, and so does yours. I'm done playing games, and I'm done being a gentleman. As of this moment, it's either them or us. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple of days ago, we released a terrific video where I discussed the massacres in Israel and the ramifications for America. When we get back from our break, we will play it for you in full. I hope you stick around for it. I am AJ Steele, and this is the AJ Steele Show. The AJ Steele Show. Think of your loudmouth best friend, hated by all the wives, because he tells it just like it is. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the A.J. Steele Show. I am not a religious man, but maybe today I am. You see, it doesn't take a religious man to know that we're living in biblical times. The Jewish people are once again under siege. The Holocaust, which killed most of my family in Europe, along with six million other innocents, was less than 80 years ago. The same Holocaust that my grandma and grandpa survived. And now Jewish blood is once again flowing in the streets. Maybe my grandparents are lucky not to be with us anymore. Because I don't know if they could bear the pain, the pain of seeing babies and children burnt alive yet again. Fathers and mothers mutilated and shot in front of their children. An elderly woman who survived the Holocaust, captured and abused, mocked and spat on. Young women who could be our daughters or granddaughters. As a matter of fact, they are my daughter's age. Young women raped and beaten and shot 
Their naked dead bodies paraded through the streets of Gaza by laughing Hamas terrorists. And all of this while their bloodthirsty civilians, who also participated in the massacre, scream, Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Allah is great. Well, let me tell you a little secret. These subhumans don't believe in the same God that you and I believe in. And I don't have to be a religious scholar to know that they believe in the devil. Because only the devil and his followers would unleash such evil and hatred on fellow human beings whose only crime was not being born a Muslim. But you see, Jewish blood is cheap. Jewish lives don't matter. Never again and never forget our worthless slogans that I constantly hear from politicians and members of the clergy pretending they care. The world has always loved dead Jews. It shares their pain. It creates memorials and books and it writes poems and makes movies. Heck, the other day I heard the Europeans and the Biden administration proclaiming that they support Israel's right to defend itself. How nice of them! They approve of the Jewish people's right to defend themselves from people who want to kill them? Do they hear how stupid they sound? Can they be any more tone deaf? And then that bumbling old fool, Obama's boy, Joe Biden, he ran off his mouth about how much he supports Israel. How kind of him. Just last week alone, he gave the Iranians who bankrolled this terror attack six billion bucks. Not to mention hundreds of billions of dollars in oil revenue. His policy, or I should say his boss's policy, which is also supported by quite a few progressive, self-hating Jews, is in many ways responsible for all the deaths and all the rapes of young women and the beheading of children. But that's okay. All is well now. He said a few platitudes about dead Jews, and then he rushed to a party in the White House, and then nappy time. Now, I know that he went to Israel to show his support, but don't be so sure this isn't just a big cynical distraction from his failed war in Ukraine, not to mention his failing American economy and his low poll numbers. Either way, I won't be surprised if by this time next week, he'll be condemning Israel and calling for it to stop fighting for its survival, not to mention rewarding the Arab butchers by calling for a Palestinian state. What an incredible humanitarian. Look, the world loves dead Jews, but it hates the living ones. All over Europe and in Australia and shamefully right here in America and in our nasty college campuses, there are mass demonstrations. Are they out there to support a nation that just lost 1,300 precious life to 7th century barbarians who butchered them? Nah, not a chance. These savages we brought into the West from the third world and their left-wing enablers are out there to support the terrorists. They're out there to celebrate and justify the killings. They love death and murder. Bloodlust runs through their veins. It's their mother's milk. And soon enough, soon enough, they'll be out there screaming for the heads of Americans and Europeans. But for now, we're in the first stage. It's only Jewish scalps they're after. Just yesterday, a Jewish woman in New York was arrested for walking by a pro-Palestinian rally, which was attended by thousands of these two-legged animals screaming for the murder of Jews. She had a gun in her belt. She wasn't pointing it at anybody. She wasn't yelling, kill the Arabs or calling for jihad. She was just walking there, feeling more safe, knowing that she had a legally licensed gun and a concealed weapons permit. But you see, it was she who was arrested for daring to exercise her Second Amendment right. It was she who got arrested for having the gall to protect her life. 
None of the animals calling for violence against your people were arrested. None of them. Pay close attention, my friends. Pay attention, white America. Never forget that the people who want to take your guns are the exact same people who have no problem with our enemies having them. The left loves Jewish people right after they die, but it never fails to condemn them while they're still standing tall and trying to save their own lives. I guess they'd like it much better if they pleaded and begged for their lives, but begging has never worked for the Jewish people or for any other people for that matter, and it won't help us either. Only strength and resolve will save us. And believe me when I tell you that this show is not just about some Jews who live in a faraway place in ancient holy land named Israel. As a proud American patriot and as a proud Jewish man, I fully understand that my blood is cheap. I've come to terms with that. And I know it's not going to change. None of this is going to change, not even in my lifetime. But whether you love or hate or feel indifferent towards the Jews, you must acknowledge that they've always been the canary in the coal mine. What is happening to them will soon happen to all of us here too. Have you ever truly looked at the thousands of animals dressed in Arab garb protesting in our Western cities in New York, San Francisco, LA, Berlin, Paris, Sydney, Australia? Do you think these malignant third worlders from the Middle East, along with our hateful leftist supporters, will be satisfied with only massacring the Jews? Have you ever looked into their eyes? Have you seen their seething and burning anger? You think only Hamas and ISIS are capable of burning children alive? Guess what? Those terrorist organizations and their handiwork are fully supported by most of the Muslim world. Don't believe me? Ask them yourself. Or even better, just look at the videos of them screaming Allahu Akbar in your hometown. And then go home and hug your wives and your children. You don't think this is coming to America and Europe? Think again, right before you go stick your head back in the sand. In the last few years, Joe Biden and Obama have let in over 10 million illegal aliens into our nation. And let's disregard the Hispanic illegals who supposedly come here to work hard and start a better life. Let's forget them for a quick second and ask a pointed question. How many Muslim terrorists enter our country for the border? How many Syrians and Palestinians and Afghanis and Chechens? How many of them dream of waging jihad against white Christians, the crusaders as they call them? Do you know how many? I sure don't. And neither does our government. How about those progressive white fools who let in over 8 million Muslims and counting into Europe? How many of them belong to ISIS and Hezbollah and Hamas? How many of them hate white people with all of their hearts? How soon before they start going door to door, offing Christians and even killing pro-Islam European lefties? After all, most of the people butchered in the Israeli kibbutzes were uber-progressive Jews who spent their short lives, I should say cut short lives, they spend their lives advocating for diversity and human rights for the Palestinians. So you see, raising the white flag or pointing to your coexist bumper sticker won't help you. Can you imagine your family being murdered by these savages? Maybe you can, and maybe you can't. But most likely, you simply choose not to. But there's one advantage we Americans have over those poor Israelis who lost their lives. An advantage that the New World Order globalists want to take away from us. You see, here in America, we still have the Second Amendment. And we have plenty of weapons to make sure that we won't be marched like sheep to slaughter. 
we will go down fighting. I know I will. You're listening to the AJ Steele Show, where no topic is off limits. No discussion too harsh. No truth more true. The AJ Steele Show. We tell it like it is. Look, I've been telling you for years that some civilizations and religions are completely incompatible with others. We live parallel lives on the same little planet, but we're not all the same. Some people can't function in a civilized society and they don't belong in our nation. Many of these third world folks, they grew up in tribal societies which worship violence and death. They don't understand the concept of peace and they don't really care for it. We in the West have been very foolish and arrogant to think that these folks from those backwards nations want exactly what we want. That they dream of a peaceful, productive life surrounded by family and being fulfilled on a personal level. Well, they don't want any of those things and they don't care to change. The only thing they're capable of doing is being jealous. Jealous of our success and they hate us for it. I don't care how many of them you stick in positions of power and how many of them you educate in our universities for free. Most of them will always be bloodthirsty savages. Would you allow an African lion in your living room? Would you release a wild boar in your backyard? Earlier today, I asked you to look at people's eyes because the eyes are a window to the soul. Now, many years ago, I remember something that I saw when I was visiting the zoo with my four kids. It was something that shocked me to my core. I still remember going to the wolf enclosure and just by a weird chance, locking eyes with a gray wolf for a short, short millisecond. And let me tell you, I got a chill because in his eyes, I saw primal murder and coldness. This chill shuddered me, even though I was safe behind a protective glass. Now, let me tell you something else that creeps me out. Sometimes I get that very same chill when I look at the eyes of some of these protesters from the Middle East whom we've welcomed into America with open arms. Look into their eyes and you will see what I mean. It's the primal look of a wild animal which completely lacks any compassion or humanity. It's a look that only reflects violence and murder. And soon enough, these nice folks, they won't just be in the streets screaming and spitting at us. Soon enough, they'll be in our homes. And if you think I'm being hysterical, or melodramatic. Think about those 1,300 Israelis who were brutalized by these Islamists. These poor Israelis who are really not very different from you and I. They also thought that they were safe and comfortable in their little protective glass bubble, in their little perfect lives, dancing the night away at a party, watching TV with their family, welcoming the Shabbat with a prayer, or maybe even just looking at cute cat videos on social media. It all ended on that fateful Saturday morning. And then it was all darkness. Before I tell you what should be done to save ourselves, I want to preface it with a couple of truths. I'm not a military man, and I'm not a brave warrior who fought in bloody wars. What I am is a well-traveled man who has lived just a little bit, worked with thousands of different people, and studied history extensively. I know where things are headed, and I know that history always repeats itself. Rome came and Rome went. The USSR came and the USSR went. Same for ancient Judea 
the home of the Jews. And the same will unfortunately happen to the U.S. But while history does march on, there are many instances when its course was changed by brave men who dared take unpopular actions. There's no reason we have to lose everything that we've built. We don't have to give up our lives and the future of our children. But drastic action is needed. And to be honest, I don't even know if the West is still capable of doing what needs to be done. I don't even know if the Israelis have the stomach for it anymore. But serious action must be taken and very soon before it becomes too late for all of us. The barbarians are not at the city gates anymore. They're already inside. Look, Israel can sit around and keep playing a tit-for-tat war with the Arabs and their Iranian backers until it's completely overrun by them, which in my estimation would happen in less than two years. Or Israel can take the initiative and stop being reactive. Having a good defense is great, but only touchdowns, only touchdowns win the game. Now, speak of semantics. Please excuse me if I don't play the same games other conservative hosts play. I always tell it like it is. And maybe that's the reason the AJ Steele show has been completely banned from Twitter and severely shadow banned from Facebook and YouTube and the rest of the deep state social media lackeys. I don't want to make this about myself, but think about this. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg banned and canceled us. Yet Hamas and Iran, they're allowed to continue posting photos of dead children and to post threats against American and Israeli civilians. Look, I have never hurt anyone in my entire life, except perhaps with my words. But apparently, the American media and big tech feel that the A.J. Steele show is more dangerous than the maniacal butchers responsible for the murders of hundreds of thousands of people. Try to wrap your heads around that. But getting back to Israel, the Israelis have grown comfortable and overconfident just like us. It happened due to the rise of the unhinged left and drug use, and extreme feminism, and LGBTQ indoctrination, and video games, and a blind over-reliance on activist courts who make rulings based on absolute morality instead of logic and practicality. But to survive, they need to snap out of this political correctness insanity, and they need to start attacking instead of reacting. I don't give a rat's ass about the so-called civilians in Gaza. They're no less bloodthirsty than Hamas, which they voted for and fully support. These civilians in Gaza fully participated in butchering Israelis in their homes, while the rest of them had a great old time kicking and spitting on and humiliating captured Israelis and handing out candy when they heard that thousands of them were massacred. These animals, and I use that term very loosely, are not civilians. They are the enemies of the free world and they must be destroyed no matter what the pretty people in our universities and our self-loathing newspapers tell us. The terrorists must be destroyed. Gaza should be leveled and conquered and the population must be transferred to other Arab countries and as far away from Israel as possible. All the nonsense about two-state solutions and Jews and Arabs living side by side in peace is a pipe dream. This is not Disneyland. This is the Middle East. It's a pipe dream smoked up by anti-Semites and angry progressives and self-loathing Jewish lefties. Peace will never happen. You can't have peace with people who don't even think that you have a right to exist. Period. End of story. And to be honest, and on a personal note, I'm done shedding tears for our enemies. 
They started this war and they should be made to pay for their evil actions. In World War II, we firebombed Dresden and we nuked Japan twice and we killed millions of Germans and Japanese and that's how we won the war. And if it was up to me, I'd do it the same way all over again. And let's talk about these so-called civilians for a second. Most Germans loved Hitler. Most Japanese loved their emperor. And I know for a fact that a much higher percentage of these so-called Muslim Palestinians, they fully support the savagery of Hamas. So why should they be afforded any mercy? I say show them the same exact mercy they showed the girls they raped and the children they burned alive. Listen, if you go to war, you must fight to win at all costs. And if you're not going to do that, just don't fight a war. Just raise the white flag and surrender. The Bible says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I want to see a thousand eyes for an eye. And I want to see a million broken teeth for one tooth. I don't care about these savage murderers for one bit. I want to see rivers of blood in Gaza. I want to see utter destruction and complete fear and surrender. I want to see Dresden and Hiroshima combined to a factor of 100. Avenge the blood of the innocents. Avenge the blood of the children. Make sure that no child will ever be treated that way again. And only absolute victory will make sure that these atrocities are never repeated. It won't be pretty. And Israel must be allowed to win. And we, us, the people here in the Western world, raised on the pillars of the Judeo-Christian values, we must do the same thing. Kick out each and every man, woman, or child who calls for murder and mayhem and jihad. Stop coddling those who hate our religion and culture. Fire them from our universities and government. Send them back to where they came from. We must act without mercy to those who wish to tear us apart and destroy our future. We must do so with clarity of mission and resolve in our hearts. Because last week it was Israel, but next week it will be us. And believe me, 9-11 was just a storm in a teacup compared to what's coming. At this point, it's either us or them. The civilized world against the savages. And don't tell me about peace. I don't want to hear another word about peace. Peace will come when all the monsters who don't believe in it are dead and buried. Just a few minutes ago, I heard that the Iranians and their terrorist buddies in Lebanon just threatened that they will enter the war against Israel if it dares to continue defending itself from Hamas. Can you believe their nerve? It really makes me wonder, what are the Israelis waiting for? Are they waiting for more raped girls and mutilated children? Are they waiting for Joe Biden or George Soros' approval? Nuke Iran and Hezbollah today. Take the initiative and take them out without mercy. Kill them all or be killed. When a subhuman looks you in the eye and tells you that he's coming to kill you, you better believe it. This is war, and it's either us or them. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the AJ Steele Show. I hope you consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and Rumble. And I hope you continue spreading the word about us to your family and friends. But most important, I truly hope that you consider our words and draw your own conclusions. The actions we take or refuse to take in the next few days and weeks and months could very well be the actions that define our nation's future. To all my family members and friends in Israel who are currently serving in the military, fighting for their nation's survival, may God strengthen your hearts 
and protect your lives and safeguard Israel. And may God bless the American people in America forever. AJ Steele Show, copyrighted 2023.